recording? Okay, so the other one. Look. That's right. That's it. That's Good morning, everyone. As we start today, I just got through preaching a women's conference at Hot Springs yesterday. And so some of you know, you heard the testimony of last year when um, there was a lot of demonic possession and a lot of, um, a lot of persons who had manifested demons in one of which, in which is, it's not something that's usual. That was, it didn't happen as much this year. Really, it didn't at all. Last year was super unusual. And so there was the one girl, if you remember, that she was, um, she was dressed like a, she was identifying as a boy and um, going by a boy name. And she was, a, you know, clearly a lesbian. And, and she, I did not know her age. I just found out her age, that she was only almost 14 at the time. I mean, she looked much older. And her mother was there with her and brought her to the altar. And she had a huge demonic demonstration and manifestation. And I told y'all, she's the one I told you about, that her eyes were super black. You know what I mean? Just black. I mean, the irises, like they were gone. And then um, it came to the whole end. And I mean, this was, and I prayed for many people. It's like 300 women. And I just kept coming back to her and just kept coming back to her and coming back to her. And so finally at the end, I mean, I was at a loss. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you're, it's not always easy casting out demons. It's just not. I know Jesus cast them out with a word, and I wish that I could be that successful. I mean, I think he knew who he was more than I know who I am, right? (laughs) You know, I think that's part of the problem. And so I I just looked at her, and she was just like, she was just right. I mean, she, it was just like, she looked like an animal. That's just the only thing, you know, you're just, she's just like, like bearing fangs almost. And she's there and she's just like, you know, and it's sad because there's a person there, right? And so I finally, I just like, Holy Spirit, what do I do? And I just, just before I thought about it, I, I, I gave this challenge. I said, demon, if you can throw the Christ out of me, then do so. I said, you either cast Christ out of me or you've got to go. And so, and I mean, and and when I said that, she screamed. I said, no, none of that. I said, do your best. Cast Christ out of me or you must go. And she screamed, that demon screamed, and she fell to the ground. Just, I mean, it was gone. She was, you know. And then she gets up, and she's crying, and she hugs us. And both of he and I noticed she has really light eyes, which was so strange. And then I wondered... If she would be there, if what happened to her, you know, because that's, look, when I walked in the door, she was waiting for me. And she said, do you remember me? I went, yeah, I remember you. She said, she said, I said, what is your name? She said, Jules. She's going by her female name. And she, I mean, and you can't see it because she's got a squinty smile, but she's got blue eyes. And she just hugged me and said, thank you. She said, my life, I was delivered. And she said, and God has set me free. I'm in this church now. And she was there and she was worshiping the Lord. And she, so I just say that to say this, there is deliverance 
Sometimes it looks like the world and all the things that are in the world and the demonic forces and all the craziness that's going on, it can look like there's just no hope, right? But the Lord delivers. And so I just thought that was a great testimony to hear because I've so many times I've wondered, you know, what, what happened? Because, you know, you and you can oftentimes you can see a, a demon cast out. But if that person is not, as the Bible says, if there if Christ is not brought in and we led her to the Lord after and asked her to. And she had been in church, another church. But, you know, a lot of times churches just won't deal with what the issues are because it's not. It's not sanitized enough. You know what I'm talking about? It's not clinical enough. We like really clinical things, don't we? We like IVs to be started and nurses with rubber gloves and masks. You know what I mean? And that's where we're comfortable. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but sometimes when you're dealing with some things that are of a supernatural nature, an IV and a drip is just not going to touch it. There are deeper areas in the human soul and we are body, soul, and spirit. And we have to address those things. But I know there's been abuses. I know there's been abuses. But there's been abuses in the medical field too. So don't act like, you don't act like, you know, I'll never go. To, I hear that all the time. I won't go to a church because there's been some spiritual abuse. How many, how many malpractice suits have there been? How many medical abuses have there been? And I don't see people saying I'll never go to a hospital. They just go find another doctor. Just get a second opinion. Am I, am I saying that's true? And so many times we have, a, we have a real unbalanced ethos. We have an unbalanced ethic. You know what I'm saying? Like if you go to one doctor and he misdiagnoses you, you go to a different doctor. You get what's called a second opinion. You know, in the, in the church world, if you go to a church and a, and a pastor fails or a deacon fails or somebody fails, go get a second opinion. And then if you, and if you, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about in the body of Christ. So find somewhere. Go find somewhere because not all churches are bad. Not all people are doing it wrong. And so many times people come in. I'm just going off the cuff here. I just fill it in the room. And so, so many times people come into the house of God and they're like, I've been told this so many times. I came here to see if you're any, I came here to test you and find out what I can find wrong with you. Many, many times we've been told this, but it's because they've been failed somewhere along the way. And I'm sorry about that. But if you look hard enough, you'll find something wrong. Yeah, but see, because if you're looking for perfection, you'll never find it anywhere. And I know, I know things have been done in the name of God, and it's been wrong. It's been wrong. But there's a lot of wrong out there. And I know that in Noah's day, to use the old cliche, the ark got stinky, but it was the best thing afloat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's where that's just my, that's just the free stuff this morning, okay? Just in case, just in case, because God's bigger than any fallen preacher or any deacon or any trouble or any hurt feelings you may have had. And I'm sorry that you may have had hurt feelings. 
I don't condone somebody else's meanness towards you, but don't let that be something that just corrupts you and turns you bitter. Amen. Amen. Let God restore. So that's all. If, if you didn't need that, give it to a friend. You know? So we're going to Revelation today. And we're going to do some stuff a little different, but I, I do want to, we've got some seals taken off and we're going to hit some seals really quick and we're going to pull them off. And I, I'm going to pray right now, Lord, I ask you, Father, that you would speak your words, Lord God. I pray that you would open our ears to hear, our heart to receive, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would utter a prophetic word today, Lord, and let us not be those who have ears that cannot hear or eyes that cannot see, but give us, Lord God, clarity and vision today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so we, we talked about last week, and we've got, we got the first seal off. I thought I got the second one. I did. It just fell. Okay, we got the second one off. One, two. Oh, I just took three off. Oh, no. That's all right. That's all right. We're going to go. We're gonna... What have I started? <laughs> See, that's why he didn't give me the seals. I'd be pulling them off. Ah! I can't. Once you start, I can't. You can't put the cat back in the box. What is that? Is that the the cat back in the bag. That's how, yeah, you know. I know. You can't put the cat back in the bag. If you've ever tried to put a cat in the bag, you understand that. Yeah. Okay. So as we begin, we begin to look at the fact that what happened first, the white horse, and we understood that that was the Antichrist begins to rise. Now, we, we know that when the Antichrist begins to rise, he begins to rise, but, but he's not revealed as the bad guy yet. You know what I'm talking about? Because he goes out, he goes out and he has a bow with no arrows. And he has a, he has a crown on his head and it's a Stefano as we've talked about. It is a, 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 a laurel wreath, which is the wreath that a person would get in the games of the Olympic Games that would be a temporary crown, right? Because a, a, a laurel wreath, laurel is an herb, a plant, and they would make, you've seen them, right? They would take a piece of laurel and shape it into a, a wreath, a crown, and they would put it on their head. This is Roman times. And so they would put that on their head, but what happens to a, a natural green wreath? It, it dies because it's not connected, so it's temporary. That's what we're supposed to understand. It's temporary. A diadem is another crown, and it's the one that is it's, it's made of precious metal or something. It would be a king's crown, a diadem. And so as we're looking at this, we see that the white horse begins to ride, and once this white horse begins to ride, we see that there's conquering. He begins to conquer. But I believe, according to the word of God, he's conquering by peace. Amen. Conquering through treaty. Right? Right. Peace and safety. So there's a conquering. It seems like, oh, this is, this is going to be good. But then as it goes on, and then, then it, it turns as most... As most things do in the geopolitical environment, because there is a geopolitical environment at stake here. 
the red horse begins to go, and that's the wars. The wars begin because this Antichrist and his policies and his, his alliances, he's going to have a coalition of people, but not everybody's going to be friendly about this, right? And so just like any nation, if your interests get a little bit tapped, I mean, it's what's going, it's happening right now, but we're sort of not aware of it with the war in Ukraine. What's happening there is we've got, we've, we are basically a proxy for Ukraine. And what I mean by a proxy, we are supplying war, we're, um, weapons of munition. You know, we've got mass destruction, whatever. We're not, we're not giving them nuclear weapons. That would be so against our treaties. So we have things that govern these things working in the background. We have NATO, we have the UN, we have all these things. And then, and you know, you've heard, you've heard, you know, we've, you've seen Zelensky and his fatigues up there and he's coming to America. He's not a fundraiser. It's a fundraising tour. And am I saying that it's wrong or right? I'm not really saying anything. I think it hurts as a while, you know, after a while when you're giving billions of dollars. When our dollar's crashing, interest rates are going. It starts to make, you know what I mean? And, we, and we've committed for the long haul. How do I know? We're going to train their pilots to fly our aircraft. It takes a year and a half to train a pilot. Yeah, so this is, see, this is, I want you to understand, the reason I tell you this is that how these things begin to, how in the geopolitical landscape, things begin to happen. They don't just happen in a, in a one smooth brush stroke. They happen, they begin to unfold in real time. And some of these things are happening in real time right now because we've got a war between Ukraine and Russia. So if we're supplying Ukraine weapons and soldiers, who are we ultimately at war with? Okay. And so we've got the big O word at stake, oil. I put the extra oil in there for you Californians. I didn't say oil, you know. <laughs> I've been popped on it many times. What did you say? <laughs> Oil. I have to say it that way. <laughs> In Texas, we say oh. And y'all know, oh. It's like aluminum foil. You know? It's not foil. We, we say foil. <laughs> when Josh met Hannah, she had platinum blonde hair, and he's from California. He's from L.A. And he said, how did you get your hair so blonde? She said, my mama folds my hair. <laughs> he went, He said, what did you say? <laughs> my mama folds my hair. <laughs> I said, what does that mean? He went, oh, foil, puts foil. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was like, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> like he fools your hair? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so we have a lot of fun with that. He'll every now and then say, my mama folds my hair. <laughs> So we have this, we have Russia here, we have oil, that's where I was at with that. And so what's going on is somebody's got to start supplying fuel because Russia was supplying fuel to, well, to Europe. 
But then we say, no, you can't do that because we're sanctioning. And so we start sanctioning all of the, the supplies that were there. And then we start sanctioning so hard. You've heard the sanctions, right? We're sanctioning them. We're sanctioning them. We're sanctioning them. Well, see, what happens is there's a lot of, there's a lot of Russians who have, there's a lot of just other people who have a lot of money in U.S. dollars. Wow. And, but we sanction them, which means they can't get to their U.S. dollars. And so the rest of the world who's watching this, China, the rest of the world who watches this, the Middle East, Arab countries, they look at this, and we don't do anything with North Korea anyway, but we look, they look at this and they go, you mean America will, cut off, will just shut off our ability to get our investments out of their economy? So why would we want to invest in American economy? I know what we'll do. We'll just pull it out. Let's stop using the dollar as the universal, the whole trading currency. And what has the dollar just lost? Standing in the international community. That's why the dollar's falling. That's why when we go to Mexico now, it costs us more to rent a hotel. It's not the pesos rising. The dollar's falling. And that's how it works. But so I'm, I show you this, but what happens is interests start getting tapped on. And see, then Russia is like, you know what? We don't have to have America to play. That's what we don't want them to figure out. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because they'll look around and go, who? Oh, Iran. Hello. Iran. It's nice to meet you. China. Friendly. And so what you're seeing is China and Russia and Iran getting real cozy. A little cuddle puddle. You know what I'm talking about? We got this going on. So what? And you know, and you've got, and you've. So I, you know, I just all I've done, all I've done here is I've just given you, just in our day, how things begin to stack up, and whenever things start happening, all of a sudden the bricks start falling, and people start choosing sides, and things get more heated. And the wars start. But see, what starts happening is the, I don't know how to say it, the, the gold star gets placed on one side, not on the other. The divine approval, it's not approval, the divine go green light. There we go. The divine green light gets put on one side and not on another. Now see in World War II, this started happening, but the green light wasn't on Germany and Hitler. But we saw the Antichrist spirit. We saw a dry run. We saw a dress rehearsal. Right. We saw this and see America wasn't going to get involved, right? We had, a different, we had a different international policy at the time. We're like, that's y'all's problem and we don't mess with it. 
But then as the axis of powers and all these things started happening, what happened to make us get involved in World War II? World, yeah, Pearl Harbor. Dang, we're going to get involved then. And so we see. And then if America hadn't stepped in today, Paris would be speaking German. All of Europe would, I mean, I just say, I just show y'all how this works. And so, but at that time, the green light was where? Where was the green light? Who won? Who was the savior of the world? United, I mean, you know what I mean? In the, the green light was on America, right? The favor of God. We won. We came in. And so we've had this kind of mentality in America. You know you do. You know you do. Don't mess with us. We got God on our side and nukes in our pocket. And the strongest economy in the world. But see, when things begin to shift, when a nation begins to turn from God. And we, we, it didn't happen overnight. It doesn't, doesn't. You don't just wake up one day. You walk into it gradually, and it begins to envelop you like a fog. And I love the United States of America. But you cannot continue. So I, but I read the Bible. And it comes down to the fact that, and this is my prayer. This is my prayer. How do I pray for America? I pray. I know there is not a nation on the planet that does more for the kingdom of God by way of foreign missions and church planting and seeing souls saved abroad. The, the dollars and the support of human resources that we plug in all over the planet is second to none. And I say, God, have mercy for the kingdom's sake because you know if this nation goes down for all of our filth, for all of our degradation, for all of our greed and our arrogance, we still are sending the word of God to the four corners of the globe. Have mercy for the kingdom's sake. That's, that's how I pray. And so, I see. Can we turn it? I don't know. At some point, we won't be able to. Because it's what the Bible comes to. And so, we see, we begin to look at here, and we begin to see in the seals, and the wars begin, and the, and the black horse famine. What's the result? I'm off already three, so I'm already at black horse here. What's the result of when wars break out everywhere? It's, just, it's systemic. So in, in the dollar, you know, our, our, our finances, it, no matter, you know, the dollar, euro, whatever it may be, you know, when all the currencies are beginning to crash and economies are crashing because war is expensive and, and refugees are moving. Every, I mean, when you have war, the people in that country, imagine right now, God forbid, but imagine right now if there was a, if there was a strike on either one of our coasts. You know what I mean? What if there was a, what would they all do? Well, that's right. That's right. But just think about it. It would cause a mass exodus from those areas, right? And it would cause, so there'd be infrastructure problems. There would be all kinds. We see that when a hurricane hits the south, right? It floods up people. And so, and some go back and some don't, depending upon the nature of the damage. But see, I just want you to get to thinking. This happens in real time. 
And this is how, it's not like some fairy tale that begins to happen. And so there's a real a reality to this. So famine is a result of the wars. And then after that, what, what's the result of people being hungry? Yeah, death, disease, sanitation problems, right? People living in refugee situations, filth, pestilence, fear. Oh, my gosh, fear is such a plague. I, we, had, we just came through a pandemic, didn't we? And if you notice, the second wave of the pandemic was much worse than the first, right? You know why? Because they taught us how to fear. And I'm not saying it wasn't real. I'm not saying it wasn't real. But when you add something that's real plus the fear of the degree of the strength of it, I mean, come on, it's a multiplier for sure. Thank you. That's a great way to put it. It's like, it's like Winston Churchill in the famous speech, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Yeah, uh, right, another thing. Then people, uh, and that's a good point. This begins to be systemic, don't it? Because they're afraid. And, and I'm afraid of you because you might, all I've got is this little bit, you know, and I, I've just got to hang on to it, my bullets and beans. See, this is where it gets to. When you're a prepper and it comes down to just bullets and beans, I'm not telling you not to prep. I'm not telling you, prep, I use that word. I'm not telling you not to prepare as any person would prepare for anything, right? But I, when I, we say prepping, that gets into a whole nother, there's a whole subcategory of prepping. And, but, but see, it comes down to what if you, if it comes down to all I've got are bullets and beans, what's, that's just, I've got to be prepared to use my bullets to defend my beans. <laughs> right. And so the, all these things. So I think y'all are all starting to see how this stuff starts going and it starts it once it's once the once the the it's like the once the brick it just it's at the dike. You know what I mean? It's like this and it's like and it's just like a little bit. It's just like a little trickle of water, but that won't hurt, right? And for years it's just been a tapping and a tapping and a little trickle. And it's just a little bigger trickle of water. It's not that big a deal. I mean, we can can somebody get some silicone over here, you know, and it's like, "Oh, yeah, we kind of and it's just still tapping, right? Right? And it's just like all of a sudden, but then one day a rock this big gets knocked out and the flow behind it pushes and it and you can't and it, it But there's going to be, what you're saying is this, there's a cause and an effect because the Spirit of God is still the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God still lives in me and He will rise to the occasion and He will meet the degree of the challenge with a degree of the power. And all the things in my life that are damning the Spirit of God, I know y'all don't have any, you know, there's no comfort stones in your life, right? There's no, I mean, there's no convenience mortared in comfort and blocked in in fear and you know, insecure. Nah. 
that's just me, right? But see, one day, see, it happens like you're saying on the reverse too, and all that garbage that's in my life that I'm so unaware of, really, right? I'm just, I may be sort of aware of, but, but you know, I, but I can't help but go, well, they're the same way as me, and they're getting, okay, you know, getting away with it, and, they, and we're kind of all in the same soup pot together, you know? marinating in the same broth of culture and so we all kind of smell the same look the same taste the same and so we don't notice it so much but there comes a time it's like this it's like you know if if imagine right now if you'd never seen the blue sky because there was always a layer of clouds you know and you've never seen the color of the sky and I said Tim what's the color of the sky what would you say yeah, if I said, what's the color? You must say, you know, whitish kind of gray. That's the color of the sky. And I would say, no, it's not. The sky's not whitish gray. I came in, I said, I say, I declare the sky is blue. And what would y'all say? You're an idiot. Look up. But what if we could lift up above? What if we could, like a cloud forest? You know what I mean? What if we could just get high enough and we could break through this level of cloud cover this, and we, we all see the same thing? What if we could break through and we could have some sort of a vision that was beyond? We can, but we are tr absolutely right. That's what my point is. That's the metaphor. And so, but we have to find ourselves in that place to where we are willing to climb higher, to dig deeper, to reach further. And we don't do it so many times because it's just so dang comfortable under the gray sky. When that's all you've known. And you're not even sure there's blue skies up there. You see what I mean? But see, it's coming. It's coming a time where we don't have any, we're out of options, or somebody's out of options. Whoever's here at that time, somebody's going to be out of options. And so what we look at, so the, this, we got famine, and then we go to, okay, we've got death. And then what happens is, now see, somewhere right around this time, the, the fifth seal begins to loose, and that is um, that martyrs. No, pale, yeah, that was death. Death, famine, sword, plague, wild beast. That was all part of it. We were just here. That was what we were just doing. We're still in six. I'm sorry. We're still in chapter six. Yeah. So when, once, Revelation chapter six. Revelation chapter six is where I'm going through. And I'm moving through it fast because we've got to get somewhere today. So we're moving off these four seals here. And what happens are the one, two, three, four, five. We're at the fifth seal. And at this time, what starts happening is, is once all these geopolitical people are getting in place and all these things are happening, then the Antichrist, the person who's ruling, the one who's going to be the very person who is literally Satan personified, it is going, then it's all going to start to turn. And we have information regarding this. And then martyrs start happening. Because, I don't know, it could become illegal to be. Can you show what? Ah, <laughs> I love it. And he just looked at me like, she just appeared to me, and I'm like, 
but but you probably could show any satanic film that you wanted to. I could show how to switch to. I like it. See, that's right there. That's what we're going to have to have. People who stand up against the, the norm that we call norm. I just watched this morning. I just watched. I shouldn't have done it because it gets my blood boiling. You know how I am. But I watched a 12-minute thing about how a drag queen was at this event for children and the mothers were there and they had children infants in their arms all the way down the little toddlers running around and there was this man dressed like a woman a harlot woman and it just scared I don't know it may, it, I was like I was like here I am I'm like okay that looks like a beautiful woman you know what I'm saying and a preacher stands up he does he stands up and he starts preaching and the whole thing begins to, the, 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 it, it was like, and, the, and you know what the mother stood up and did? They said, they said, you, this is under love, and you are abused. We don't want our children to hear this hate. And that, yeah, they, we don't want their children to hear this hate, because this is a love message. And he said, this is child abuse. And it, what was so funny about the whole thing is how it was like, it's like the Bible's true. And they will, there will be a day where they call wrong right and right wrong. And they will glory in their shame. It's like I'm seeing biblical prophecy come. And, it, and it's, like, it's like when they look at the person who's preaching the truth, the truth is disregarded as a lie and called. The truth is called shame. And the shame is called truth. And the hate and the lie is called love. And the love is called a lie. And it's like, I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, what happens when you turn us over? What happens? What happens? So, so here we go. I'm going to read to you all out of Daniel because Daniel had some insight on this because he got a dream, a prophetic dream many, many years before it happened. And so Daniel 11:21 is what I want to read to you. I want to read to you about the Antichrist that we're looking forward to see. Okay? So Daniel 11:21. y'all ready to hear? Now, uh, you'll get 10 different views on Daniel. I've told you all before, if you're new to the class, I preach from a, I'm teaching from a, a pre-millennial point of view. In other words, I'm talking about and not in a his, in a futurist that revelation is future. See, there's also historical or what's called preterist, which means that revelation, some believe that all of revelation's already been fulfilled. That's a full preterist. And some are partial preterists. They believe that parts of revelation have been fulfilled. I believe that all of revelation, as I've already stated, that once the first seal is popped off, that labor has started. And just like Jesus, when he said it's going to be like labor, when a woman goes into actual labor, we've covered this, what happens? It doesn't stop until it stops. And it ends in some result, doesn't it? Always. It, we hope it's a healthy mama and a healthy baby, but it doesn't always go that way, does it? But we do know this one thing. Once labor starts, it's not done till it's over. It's happening. It's happening. There's fixing to be the full completion of this thing. Now, false labor does what? What does it do, though? How do we know it's false labor? What does it do? It stops. And that's how we know it's false. But it looks a lot like the real thing. 
So when we talk about right now, what is this? We talk about labor pains of our culture. Are we? The question is always: Is it Braston Hicks or is it the real thing? See, that's where we're at right now, and it's hard to tell because we don't know for sure, right? So there, here we are. That's my that's my my place. Here we are. So here, eleven twenty one, and then in his place will arise a despicable person. There's so many titles for the Antichrist in the Bible. He is one of the most talked about individuals. Here, what's his title? You know, you've seen the Disney, Despicable Me or whatever. He will arise a despicable person on whom royal honor has not been conferred. He will not be of royal stock. He will not be from a lion, line of royalty, right? He will come in a time, so the, I'm, I'm, the Prince Charles as the Antichrist? See, it didn't work, did it? It didn't work. See, it doesn't work. It, it's, so, I mean, I'd be like, okay, but it just didn't work. He will come in a time of tranquility, white horse, and seize the kingdom through intrigue. Armies will be utterly swept away from before him, the wars begin, and will be broken as well as the leader of the covenant. Who's that? Who's the leader of the covenant? Armies will be swept away before him as well as the leader of the covenant. Where we're talking about here, we're in Daniel. It's Israel. Israel. Israel's the leader of the covenant. Why is Israel the leader of the covenant? Because Israel wasn't Israel before Israel was Israel. Israel was Jacob. And Jacob wasn't Jacob before he was Israel. Jacob was Isaac. And Isaac wasn't Isaac before he was Israel. Isaac was Abraham. And Abraham wasn't Abram. Abraham before he was Abram. Abraham he was? And he was Abram of the Ur of the Chaldees. That's where we get it all. It's how it starts. And Jacob became Jacob, who God changed his name to. And Israel had how many sons? And they became 12. Twelve tribes became a nation. And we have the covenant nation. Okay. So the leader of the covenant. And after an alliance is made with him, so Israel's going to make an alliance with him, he will act deceitfully. He will say, let's be friends. He will act deceitfully. He will rise to power with a small force. You know, you see what y'all see what I see in here? I can't see y'all. <clears throat> You're not even gonna notice. Without warning, <clears throat> without warning. Right. You better be watching some other news channels besides CNN and NBC. Yeah. And after, okay, it was where we're He will act deceitful and he will rise to power with a small force. Without warning, he will invade the richest province and accomplish what his fathers or predecessors were unable to do. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Could be Persia, Babylon. Saudi Arabia's got oil on top of oil on top of oil on top of oil. Saudi Arabia, have y'all looked at the city that they're building right now? Look it up. No, uh, what's it called? <coughs> Golly. 
<coughs> the, the new, there's a city in a city, and the city in the city is called the Lion, L-I-N-E, the Lion. It is a skyscraper laid down on its side. Yeah, you can look it up. And it's in a city, and I've just lost the name of the city uh, entirely. But y'all can look it up. Saudi Arabia, uh, Moim. I know it's not, but they will. It's it's breaking ground. You can go look at it, and you can invest in it if you would like to. But it is a city that is going to be the line is going to be a totally green city where it's going to have. Um, I think it's going to be home to I don't know how many. Uh, thousands and thousands of people and some of you are looking it up right now and you can find it and you can do some research on it but I'm just telling you there's some wealth America's not that wealthy compared to some other places in the Middle East I just came from Turkey and I was like wow yes Yes. They go up in a hurry, don't they? Well, right now, this, I just looked it up because I texted it to myself. Neom, N-E-O-M, Neom in progress. And you can look that up, and it started in 2023, and it shows the, it's just amazing. I won't, obviously, we won't do that right now. N-O-E-M, Neom. And that in, in Neom, there is, a, there is a city in the city, and it's called the Line. And I mean, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. This is, it's going to make Dubai blush. N-O-E-M, Neom. N-O, Noem. Noem, sorry, I'm just saying it wrong. Noem, yeah. So anyway, I just say that to tell you, I'm not saying that that's some significant, I just tell you how the Middle East, I mean, I think some of us, because we, American mindset, I mean, when I went to Israel, I was shocked at how <coughs> not a desert <coughs> it was. How, like, advanced. I mean, you know it in your mind, but when you're there, like, somehow in our American mind, we just have, we have Arabs living in tents. You know, <laughs> And we know it's not true, but it's just sort of in our mind that way, you know. And then when you go there, you're like, you know, you're like Istanbul. It's 21 million people, and you're like, sits on two continents, and you're like, wow. It's extraordinary. There are jungles, but then there's cities. Yeah. Right. And so anyway, I just, just to kind of get a different viewpoint. And after an alliance is made with him, he will act deceitful and he will rise to power with a small force. And without warning, he will invade the richest province and accomplish what his fathers or predecessors were unable to do. And he will lavish on them plunder, loot and spoils. He will not, um, he will plot, he will overthrow the overthrow of strongholds, though only for a while. He will summons his strength and courage against the king of the south. That's Egypt against the king of the south with, great, with a great army. The king of the south will wage war with a very large and mighty army, but he will not succeed because of plots devised against him. Let me tell you this right now. In the Middle East, right now, Egypt is one of the strongest supporters of Israel. They are in covenant with Israel. Egypt and Israel are like this, which sounds so weird to y'all because y'all are like, what? No, we got Egypt, so, you know, but we're not in Bible times and we've moved on. And now Egypt and Israel are like this. And so is, so the Egypt, because see, I've told y'all this like last week, because of geopolitical alliances, Egypt is not going to throw in with the Antichrist. 
See, we have this mentality that the whole world is just going to be, you know, like all at once. It's just, see, it's happening in real time. And so the Antichrist is rising, and he's going, and Egypt's going to be like going, no way, Jose. We're not doing this. And, and Egypt's going to bring up this great army against him. And what's going to happen? Egypt's going to be destroyed. And I know y'all are like, no! You're not stopping it. I think that's what's hard for us, isn't it? <clears throat> it's hard. This is a letter to churches about the end of the age. Time out. It's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they hadn't, but it's not started. Like, you know, I hope. Yeah, you know. I think, I think. Yes, Becky, I'm sorry. It's Becky, Becky. I think that I think, and I, I mean, I think all of you know, and I know what you're saying, and I and I know it, and I hear it, and I hear I hear that, but I hear even, but I hear I think how many of y'all just are spiders? Yeah. And you just can't. And we, I know, I know. <clears throat> yes. That's it. See, that's where I think. <clears throat> Dun, 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 dun. It's the it's the birth. See where that's it. Where we're at is in the birth canal of being born into kingdom culture, and we are feeling the the pressure of the labor pains of trying to be born out of American culture. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong. I'm not against America. You know, don't don't misunderstand. But see, so many times we can just be so culturally in our culture that we think that we think that. That, that we that we can somehow fix everything and we and we, instead of just being moved into the place of the conflict and 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 aren't we already I mean you just tried to show the show the chosen at her little apartment complex in Greenville USA in the middle of the Bible belt You, yeah, you want to be. So we better be moving. We better start. So here, where are we at? So we're looking. So Egypt, blah, blah, blah. Mm, 15, okay. Those who eat his delicacies, so the Antichrist, those who eat the Antichrist delicacies, this is not like true delicacies. This is metaphoric, right? You know, his, they, they do business. They sit at his table. They eat his delicacies and will destroy um those who eat his delicacies will destroy him and his army will be swept away. Many will be slain. Oh, I think that's still talking about Egypt. Sorry. I got, yeah, it's still talking about Egypt. These two kings with their hearts bent on evil will sit at the same table and speak lies. These two kings will sit at the same table and speak lies, but to no avail. In other words, it's a, what, what is that? We go to, we do what? We go, we need, we need diplomacy. We need diplomacy. So the two kings are going to sit at the table, and what are they going to do? Speak lies. 
Have y'all ever seen diplomacy look like that? Just two people, two leaders coming together to speak lies to one another? You've never, I know you've never seen that. No, it'll be something new for y'all to speak lies. But to no avail, for the end will come at an appointed time. That's what we're coming to, the appointment. The king of the north, now we got another one, we got the king of the south, which is Egypt. The king of the north will return to his own land with great wealth, but his heart will be set against the holy covenant. So now we've got another title for the Antichrist. He's the despicable man or despicable person. Now what's he called? The king of the north. Uh, there you go. He's the king of the north. He will take action and return. And he will, What will be in his heart after he goes and has a conflict with Egypt? And they try the diplomacy and things, and he returns to the, king, he returns to the north. But what's in his heart? Destruction. We're, but look at it. But what's his in his heart? But his heart will be set against the holy covenant. He will take action then return to his own land. See, this is where it's all coming down to. It's coming down to Israel. It's coming to Holy Covenant. This is more than a nation. This is a very, the land that God is going to set his throne on. I mean, it's probably where you'd find the Garden of Eden. You know what I mean? This is probably, this is, this is not just any ground. This is where it's coming down to, the Holy Covenant. I told y'all this is about the revelation of Jesus and the revelation of the Antichrist and the ultimate battle of the two. That's what the, that's what the book of Revelation is about. And so it's moving into that. And so what, what we're moving, see, I just read that to you in Daniel, but let's just keep going. At the appointed time, he will invade the south again. What the heck? Only this time the outcome will not be as before. The ships of Katim will come against him. This is probably going to be some Mediterranean powers. You know, it's going to be like Crete or, you know, somewhere like that. This is another nation that's going to join in with because they're seeing how things are going. And he, and he will lose heart. Then he will turn back and vent his rage against the Holy Covenant. When he returns, he will favor those who forsake the Holy Covenant. See, this is all within this, the wars begin. Do y'all see that? This is all the world, wars begin in famine. This is where we're at. It's in that time period. We hadn't even got to the Great Tribulation yet. Yeah, we're not to the Great. We're in the, what's called the beginning of birth pains. See, Jesus called it that. See, what is the trivial? Yeah, the seven years is called the, this is called the Daniel 70th week. See, you've always been taught, you've always been taught that the tribulation is seven years. But the Bible doesn't teach the tribulation is seven years. It's called the great tribulation and it's three and a half years. See, this is Daniel's 70th week. The beginning of sorrows is the first three and a half years. The, the final, see, that's what always takes you to 1260 days, three and a half years, a time, times, and time and a half. See, that's the great tribulation. Now, it's within Daniel's 70th week. See, but you'll, and you're like, no, 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 I've been taught this my whole life. Just go look. Go look and find me a scripture that says the great tribulation is seven years. 
The only place you can find a seven years is in Daniel, and he will sign, Daniel 9, 27 or 24, he will sign a covenant with the many for seven years. That's where you find seven years. But see, the, when Jesus says, when it's in Matthew 24, and he said, and then, uh, see, now we really get into the, the meat of things. And he says in Matthew 24, when Jesus talks about it, and he ought to know, he says, then they will hand you over, what's the fourth seal? Okay, and Jesus answered, verse 4, them, be careful that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that your heart is not alarmed, for this must happen, but the end is not yet. Where, where are we at? We just read, we just read, didn't we just read it out of Daniel? Okay. Do not, for nation will rise against nation. I just read y'all that out of Daniel. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes. That's a seal. And um, in various places. But all these things are only the beginning of birth pains. Then they will hand you over to be persecuted. Fifth seal, martyrdom. Fifth seal. Then they will hand you over to be persecuted and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Then many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Okay, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 9. Paul taught this to the church at Thessalonica. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to be easily become easily unsettled or alarmed by the teaching allegedly from us, whether by a prophecy or by word of mouth or by letter, asserting that the day of the Lord has already come. He said, it ain't true. Don't let anyone deceive you in this way. For that day, the day of the Lord, for that day, the day of the Lord, will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed. And Jesus said, you will be hated by all nations because of me. And then many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and lead many astray, falling away. Because lawlessness will multiply and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures till the end will be saved. For this good news of the kingdom shall be proclaimed throughout the whole world. And then you will, and then you will see the abomination of desolation which was spoken of through the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place. Okay. And that day will not come until the rebellion occurs, the falling away, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, and the man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or worship. So he will set himself up in the temple proclaiming that he is God. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things? And now you know what is holding him back. So that he may be revealed at the proper time. I just read it too. you. Paul's just teaching straight Jesus. So what's holding him back? That was something you go back to your teaching. It just said it in the scripture. What, what, what's holding him back? The proper time. It's, it's in the scripture. See, that's where I constantly go to. I've been taught something else, but the scripture just said what was holding him back. The proper time. The proper time's holding him back. 
Why didn't Hitler? It wasn't the proper time. Hitler looked a lot like this. When he ran for chancellor the first time, see, we don't, the one thing we don't learn from is history. So when Hitler ran for chancellor the first time, he only got 20% of the vote. He was called the little corporal. They made fun of him. They mocked him. They said, <laughs> what does he think he is? But the economy of Germany, the German economy, their Deutsch, is that what it's called? Deutschmark began to fall. They began to feel poor and threatened and fearful. And they had to blame someone. And it was someone needed to be taking responsibility that was trying to change their culture and invade their love environment and their wholesome place. And you know who it is? Those Jews. That they are still rich. Why are the Jews rich? We have to, they're taking our money. They're taking our money. We have to make it, we need to mark them. We need to know them. Let's put a star on them. Not, I'm not making this the mark of the beast. See, this is not the mark of the beast, but there is, a, so we need to know who they are. We need to know who they are. And then that wasn't enough, was it? They loaded them up and they took them in the ghettos. They made the place called ghettos where they had to stay, and they lived like rats. And that, that wasn't enough. Because what was in the little corporal's heart? Annihilation of the Jews. Read Esther. You'll know what was in his heart. It's the Antichrist spirit. Annihilation of the Jews. Kill, destroy, and annihilate. And so then it's like concentration camp. And when Hitler, when we joined the war and he knew he was going to leave, when we, the Battle of the Bulge, right? That's when it all turned. It all turned at the Battle of the Bulge. And so when we came into the war and the Battle of the Bulge and we pushed through, and then he knew, the little corporal knew he was going to lose. He didn't start supporting his interests and backing up and getting Ger Germany and going, okay, let's make some peace. He didn't do it because hatred was in his heart. And he said, the final outcome is what I have to do. And what was that? destroy the everything about his war machine turned to focusing on the Jews and six million Jews were destroyed in gas chambers and firing lines they were starved to death they were abused and annihilated and which rose up the cry of the Jews and they said never again never again and we say yeah they should have said that but see they're never again cry it didn't come at first, it came later. And the sympathy for the Jews in 1948, they got there. But see, they're still not. And people said, this is it. This is the re, This is the prophecy coming to pass. It's not the prophecy coming to pass. Because the prophecy of the Jews is that they will not only be in their land, but what will they also be? Worshippers of Jesus. And they don't worship Jesus. There's only 20,000 Messianic Jews in Israel. But they will. One day they will look on him whom they have pierced and they will mourn. As a, and see, because the branches that were broken off and us are wild olive branches, Romans 11, we've been put in. Have, Paul said, don't get arrogant because if, a, you know, just like the natural branches were broken off, you could be broken off too. And just like the, nat, if, if a, if a, if a, 
wild olive branch can be grafted in, how much easier is it going to be to graft in a natural branch? And we got to go. Amen.